Welcome back to episode number two from Special One Cards. I'm Paulo here to help you guys. Again, I appreciate everybody that's kind of uh, supported thus far, hearing some fresh new content. Um, again, I'm not trying to compete with anybody, uh, just trying to be a little more transparent and help folks out. So I appreciate all the support I've gotten so far. I do need more listeners. Um, I think we had about 150 uh, listeners the first episode, which is great. Um, fantastic. Uh, the other part of it that kind of, for me, that I kind of really enjoy is that there aren't a lot of listeners yet. Uh, for the pure fact that the limited number few of you guys that are out listening are paying attention to some of the plays or players that I'm watching myself. And I'm hoping you're doing the same uh, for a few reasons, obviously. Uh, today's episode could do a few things. Uh, we're going to kind of talk about a little bit about grading, uh, why it's important, PSA, SGC. Really want to cover both of those guys more so than the others. I don't really like the others. Um, that's just my personal take on it. Um, I think some of them are doing good things coming up. But um, in respects to what I prefer, it's going to be PSA and SGC. And usually it's PSA number one, probably 95% of the time at this point. I did... Full disclosure, did great with SGC last summer before anybody was really using them. I saw an opportunity there, and I took took care of that opportunity, obviously. Then we're going to cover um, some prospects I'm watching, about three of them. Some of them I have covered on my Instagram page. If you're not following me on my Instagram, make sure you follow me there. It's at Special One Cards. The other thing I want to remind you guys is I go on Whatnot once in a while. I do do some breaks. We did some Top's Finest uh, case break this week. And we had a good time. My prices are usually hobby friendly. Uh, I would say actually always really. I mean, my prices were comparatively a lot lower than everybody else's. Uh, I have an opportunity to get a few cases of the Bundesliga product that is coming up from Top's Finest as well. So I'm contemplating that, but I do see that the Chrome product did struggle with Bundesliga this year. So I'm wondering if the risk is worth it, if you guys would come into that or not, or, or what we should do. Um, so that's a kind of a question I'll put out there. You guys can certainly uh, give me your feedback via DMs on Instagram. I do have a Twitter as well under the same name. Uh, I just don't use it very – I'm not very active on there. So um, the other thing is uh, what we're going to talk about today. So we're going to talk about grading the three prospects. We we'll also want to kind of evolve our hobby rants a little bit. I got a few uh, remarks back from some people, so I'm going to be happily uh, quote some of them. Um, to kind of give some advice, feedback, whatever it may be, um, but some type of reflection on what they're saying. Uh, then let's talk about some of our pickups this week uh, and maybe some of our sales, although I don't like to disclose numbers. I've learned that a lot of the stuff I post on Instagram doesn't sell always, and I'm starting to think that it's because – People think I'm dumping players for a particular reason. Generally, I'm not dumping players for a particular Generally, it's because I have something else of their, that specific player that I like better. So I want to give people the opportunity to, to take that, that card for me. Or in some cases, I find that um, I think it's a player that I'm not particularly collecting, but I want to give somebody else the opportunity of owning that card, obviously. So that for me is kind of important to the hobby. We can't grow the hobby if we don't do these types of things. You know, sometimes you have to sacrifice a little bit and give uh, to help grow the hobby. People don't forget that. Um, shout out to uh, Calcio Store. 
in England. Um, let me get his Instagram correctly. Uh, one of the pickups I had this week, I guess we could talk about that first. So I had a pickup this week. I have two pickups. I had a, a Jota from the Scottish Premier Football League. It's another prospect I'll talk about, obviously, today. So there'll be about four of them I'll talk about. But I picked up a um, Jota of 50. Problem was, it was in, in in the UK, and it wouldn't they wouldn't ship to the US. So I had to find quickly, if you saw my stories last week, somebody that could take the card in, receive it, and then ship to me. So I had... A few people reach out to me, and I really thank all of you guys for doing that. I am very appreciative that there's that support in the hobby. This is why it's important to network with people overseas as well. It does help uh, grow the hobby, helps grow relationships, helps lead to other things. But shout out to Calcio uh, Card Store, who's helping me with that. He's going to take delivery of that card and then send it over to me. It is a Jata 45 of 50 um, from the Scottish Premier Football League Chrome set. If you've not seen that set yet, it's a beautiful set. I think that set is kind of underrated. You have his rookie in there. You have um, American Vickers in there. You've got a few guys in there that are interesting kind of plays. Uh, the hobby boxes are relatively cheap uh, to get. I've been thinking about getting some for uh, whatnot stream as well and just kind of doing those as fun, kind of a fun rip. Um, but the Jota guy is an up 50. I did buy another one. I got the bookend of a 125 of 125 Jota. It is a... Um, it's the blue Tartan parallel. It's a beautiful card. You've probably seen me post it on IG. I don't, maybe I haven't posted it yet, so maybe I will post it uh, today as well when this podcast releases. So a few quick things. Uh, again, if you guys have anything you have questions about, you know, shoot them to me. I'm probably start doing a kind of a Q&A piece on the episode as well. I think it will help people uh, in terms of helping in general. Um, so... Uh, again, I watch a lot of games, so I've seen a lot of players. I can kind of get a feel for them. I don't watch YouTube clips of those players. They only show good stuff of, on YouTube. So let's talk about SGC for a little bit and PSA and kind of the grading and the approach I take on things and why it's important one over the other and whatever fits your, your demographic, right? So I'm a PSA supporter. I've in full disclosure, I used SGC quite a bit last summer, uh, kind of actually May probably, because I found an opportunity I thought was going to be a good opportunity. And it was a good opportunity at that point in time to, to grade some things. And uh, it did certainly work out in that my favor. SGC has grown quite a bit. Uh, they do a great job. I do like my stickers in the SGC slabs for sure. Um, but one of the things that is concerning to me is the fact that, especially with me, with the longer-term plays where they're not quick flips, and when I talk about quick flips, I'm talking about, you know, maybe a month to two-month flips. The longer-term plays, I say six to 12 months and, and beyond, right? Uh, so with that in mind, I generally use PSA for everything. I'm going to tell you why. One of the things that you have to consider in terms of your return on investment, right? When you're talking about cards. And again, I collect and I sell too. So I'm kind of a mix of both, right? And I think for the most part, everybody works that way. But if you talk about, if you're flipping, right? SGC is probably your way to go. Their turnaround's a lot quicker. Uh, you get it. You know, I think right now they're running like a week to two weeks, maybe. It, it might even be quicker. I think I've seen stuff coming back within days, four to five days. So um with psa right now they have the different um levels of of uh, pricing the 50 dollar level i will tell you 
has come back in uh, about four to six weeks. I have a $30 level that's coming back shortly. It's at QA check one. That'll be on seven weeks. So it's almost two months per se. So it's not a bad thing. Um, I can wait two months on a lot of my stuff. And I hope most of you can too as well. I think that's important. So I wanted to kind of look at a particular card. For example, uh, we're going to look at the Gavi um, PSA 10 and an SGC 10. And we're going to particularly look at the Topps Chrome Refractor from this year and the difference in pricing, right? So a PSA 10 of the Gavi sold recently on the 10th of August for 130. You had an SGC 10 sell for 93.18 in the middle of July. All right. So that's, uh, if you look at that number, that's a $37 difference. You might be saying, well, that's not that much. Well, if you think about that for a second, all right. So PSA is a $50 fee to grade. SGC generally is about 27, I think, maybe even 30. It depends if you're going through a suburb or not. Um, so your difference right there is kind of, let's say, 27 and 50, right? That's a $23 difference, all right? But you're going to notice that you're going to get more money on your um, PSA, right? Once we deduct the grading fees off PSA, you know, the, that's an $80 card. Once you deduct the SGC fees, that's a $66 card. So it's basically a $14 difference, right, um, on the cards. Uh, and that's kind of the, the gross profit piece of it. So in terms of the actual kind of uh, overall, I'm not looking at the cost there. You know, if we look at the at what it's sold for, et cetera, you know, you're looking at um, – it's a little over 35, 30, 35%. General rule of thumb for me is 30 to 40%. So on your slabs from PSA, you're gonna get 30 to 40% in some cases higher than uh, an SGC slab. Now that's important because if you're long-term, it's kind of like going to a bank, right? And putting your money in a certificate of deposit, letting it sit for a few months and then being able to sell it and move it and do what you got to do. Or if you're a collector holding it long-term, or you may be an investor who's holding the card longer term, you know, my even Nielsen's are perfect examples that I'm holding those uh, until probably next summer. So that's kind of my thinking, my logical thinking about things there is, well, if I can hold that, that card longer, uh, I, I don't mind PSA having the card longer. Um, nothing wrong with SGC if you're flipping. It may be a good move for you, but you notice the price difference. And that's only one example, right? So I am a PSA believer in that. Um, I, I definitely still go to PSA for that. I won't probably go to SGC for much unless it's something stupid that I'm going to flip. Like, for example, last night I ripped some Prism basketball. I haven't opened it in a long time. Bought a few blasters at, at, um, at Walmart. Pulled a Kate Cunningham rookie, right? It's a base, whatever. I may just grade it um with sgc and kind of look at what cards are doing in that aspect hold it till the season and see what happens really um if i had had the 18 option with a psa in july and i hope many of you took advantage of that then i'd probably send it there too as well uh, instead with the nba season starting in late october so now the other thing is and i've done this for a few people there's been a few people a few people that listen a few people that i am me on instagram a few people that i'm closely attached to or closely in talks with every day in the hobby 
that aren't collectors club members. So to be a PSA collectors club member, and I'm pretty sure you have to have a membership to do the $30 option. So that's the $30 cost to grade cards. Uh, and I've sent in cards for them. I've, you know, requested a few things. Obviously, I request them to put their cards in the card savers, ship them to me accordingly with cardboard so that they don't get damaged, etc. I then take a look at the card. I try to, you know, wipe it down or I ask them to do that. I don't want to touch the cards usually. Uh, if you mail it to me packaged correctly, then all I got to do is take that card out out of the card saver, put out the other cards I'm sending in, and I take care of it. I do not upcharge for any grading. So if you want to send cards to me, go ahead. If I'm doing a sub, I'm happy to include your card. Uh, no charge. And I don't understand. That's kind of one of my hobby rants is I'm not sure I understand why shops are doing that, why local card shops would be charging an upcharge. If it costs 30 bucks to grade, they're charging the customer 35 or 40 bucks to grade. Makes no sense to me. Uh, as a loyal customer, you should be rewarded by your local shop for shopping there in the first place. And I'm now I'm straight into a new tangent, but they should take care of people. So if anybody, just a quick kind of, if anybody wants to grade anything, let me know, shoot me a DM. I can see if I'm sending in a sub. I have a sub that I'm sending in tomorrow. I have about four different subs. I'm going to try to separate some cards, some hockey that I have so that different graders will get them. Um, so again, if you want to do that, and there are, I do have references for that, that have done it with me. Uh, they've taken my advice on things and waited long-term on certain things. So that's that, uh, that piece of it. So if you're interested in that, let me know. We did a quick example on PSA SGC, uh, and I'm probably going to do a more investigative approach to that in terms of posting kind of some data on uh, Instagram for you guys to look at and to educate yourself on it. But again, as you see, if you're flipping quick, use them by all means. PSA, again, uh, my show is really dedicated and what I do is more of a long-term play. And again, you see cards sometimes that do get back posted on IG. So this is full disclosure. It's because I have other stuff that of that same player that I'm holding. So generally it's a move to uh, give somebody an opportunity to own a nice card uh, at a decent price, right? Uh, I got to make some money too. I got to cover my my fees. I got to cover um, the card itself. You know, I got to, I'm not greedy either. Uh, so that's that's important to me. So we talk about um, SGC PSA. So that's really, uh, if you have more questions on that, I'm happy to go deeper dive into it at some point. But I think most people are here for the old, Let's check on uh, some of the players that I'm looking at, right? Um, so let's start in France. Um, as we know, uh, PSG has now been uh, taken over by, um, well, not taken over, I shouldn't use that word, uh, but Luis Campos, uh, the Portuguese front office man, consultant, player development, scout extraordinaire, uh, fantastic, fantastic guy. Um, in terms of a, a talent evaluating, uh, you know, he's come across and, you know, grabbed the likes of Rafael Leão, uh, Renato Sanchez from Bayern, uh, players of that nature. And now he's brought some of those players over to um, PSG, guys that he thinks are going to have big influence over the game in the next few years, younger guys. Um, now there's rumors that he's trying to get Rafael Leão too from, Real, from uh, excuse me, from AC Milan. Um, he'll be a hot commodity actually coming up if, if Milan can't um, renew him. 
uh, in this coming summer. Uh, he is not a, I don't think, I think he's got a contract through next year still, but uh, he's got to um, take care of him. So the first guy I want to talk about is actually a guy that did go to PSG. Uh, Ugo Hugo Ikitike, all right? Uh, and I probably butchered that name, um, but he's a 20-year-old, uh, was at Stad Rems last summer, striker. Um can also play on the left wing. Uh, last year, he contributed 10 goals and had three assists in only 23 games, right? Uh, he does possess dual nationality, so he can play for Cameroon or France as of now. Um, ultimately, he's going to have to make that decision on where he plays. Uh, could become a potentially really good player. He has represented France at the U20 and U21 level. He, um, in terms of his kind of playing style and the way he exhibits himself on the field a lot of people have compared him to uh Thierry Henry and you guys have probably read this post I posted about him um probably a month ago uh, a little over a month ago on uh, my social media and Instagram but a lot of people have compared him to Thierry Henry especially with the long stride he's a big big tall player uh, can explode past players um excellent finisher in the box has a really high soccer IQ. And a lot of the guys on my list today have that, which is, to me, it's interesting. I guess I gravitate towards players that have high soccer IQs. Um, and uh, his movements in the box are, are really excellent, makes great runs behind the defenders um, into smart spaces. So not only does he make those great runs, but he finds spaces that make it easy for people to get the ball to him. So that's important to note. Uh, it's a good IQ and good awareness of the game of where you should be positioned. Um, I have watched him on various occasions, um, and he definitely passes my eye test, uh, my eye test in terms of game time and game play. So he has, I did not, I watched a little bit last week um, of the PSG game. He did play in that game. He looked pretty good. Um, so did Nuno Mendes. So did Vitinha look in that midfield too as well. Um the only knock on his game for me really is when he finds himself under pressure. He is a little weak in terms of his footwork. So um, in terms of figuring out he's smart and his IQ is potentially is really high, right? In terms of finding the spaces, finding runs behind defenders, but he's about to become more aware of his, of his uh, teammates. So, um, but I think he's a uh, excellent uh, guy to pick up. His uh, rookie does not have a card yet. His rookie, and I think his rookie might be in the Merlins that coming up, actually. So watch out for that. But his, potentially his rookie right now is his rookie sticker. It's from 21-22 Panini Foot, number 380. So um, I actually still do not own any. Uh, I think I'm waiting for Merlin. Um, I think I did see him on the checklist. So that's a guy I'm going to be watching for on that checklist, which could be a nice checklist. And that's another product I'm looking at to get get for us. Next guy on our list, um, you guys probably know this guy. Um, it's pretty well known, obviously, for many of you. 18-year-old uh, Ryan Turkey, right, uh, from Leon. He's got a card in the tops now set from 2019. He's got a Panini Foot sticker, number 208, I think, of 2021 Panini Foot. Does have the tops now, so... Um, and that's 2019. I think it's number 77, if my notes are correct on that. He is going to be in Merlin Chrome this year um, as well. I think I did see his name on the checklist as well. He is an excellent, excellent, excellent uh, player in terms of a few things, right? His off-the-ball movement is really impressive. Uh, 
for his age, it's incredible. He finds spaces where the ball will go um, basically eventually. Uh, so he finds those spaces where instinctively he finds spaces where the ball will potentially be for him to, to make those really big game moment decisions. Has a high football IQ. Again, another play with that that I really kind of like. Really a skillful dribbler. Uh, has excellent ball control. His low center of gravity obviously helps him. So think of like Messi or even, um, uh, I know it's early on for him as well, but uh, Chico Conceição, he's another guy with the low center of gravity. Now that helps them. It gives them kind of an advantage. He's an excellent passer. He sees the game very well. Um, and, you know, he's very good in front of the goal. Shows no shows no signs of pressure when he's in front of the goal. Very confident in front of the goal and a very good finisher. So, Ryan Cherokee is one to watch for sure. Um, really think he's going to be important um, to watch. And most of you probably know him already, so he's not anything new. We're just waiting him for him to really break through at Leon. He has did explode quite a bit last year in cup games for Leon. I'm just hoping he gets more gameplay this this year um, on the Leon squad and becomes more of a regular now that he's 18 years old. So, um Next, uh, the guy I'm looking at is another guy. You may not know this guy. He was in last year's Merlin set, Merlin Chrome. He was also a Mosaic last year. Uh, he is a Spaniard. Uh, he is um, 20-year-old, just turned 20, I believe. Uh, plays for Real Sociedad. Ander Betanetska. There we go. I'm going to try to do my best with his name, too. Uh, very, very hard sometimes, some of these guys' names. I'm pretty good, generally pretty good with their names, though, being Portuguese and all. So 20-year-old Spanish uh, left winger also can play inside in the striker position. Unique about him is that he's actually extremely good in supporting his teammates in terms of tracking back to defend. So really good uh, doing that. He, uh, last year... I think he had uh, one goal, one assist in 11 games. So really kind of a small sample size of what potentially he could become. He is a top-level prospect in my eyes. Plays for Real Sociedad. So you look for his cards in 2021 Mosaic, as well as Merlin Chrome. Um, he is an excellent dribbler, uh, exploits spaces. The only problem with him that I see the downside, and this will come with experience, right? He lacks, um, lacks playing time. So... As his playing time increases, his experience will increase, and he will become a better player. So that's a guy. Um, I don't own any of his stuff yet, but I am looking at some of his stuff. I've been meaning to buy some of his stuff for the last month or two months or so, and I just keep moving my distractions towards something else, which is crazy. So um, so I'm hoping to, to grab some of that stuff before this pod releases. I'm hoping that you guys don't drive up prices on things. So... I want to go back and look at um, some of the things or hobby rants that people had sent me as, you know, I'm going to read them on here and quote the folks on here because I think it's important um, that we give those people a little shout out for even taking the time to send me a message. And I really uh, want to thank those folks. I think that's important to uh to know that these people have the courage to send me something. Um, I mean, I'm not going to hurt anybody, obviously. Um, all right. So the first one, uh, this is from, um, let's see here. I have the Instagram name. So it's uh, Trey Trey at Trey Trey 13, T-R-E-R-E -E 13. 
Um, thank you, uh, Roberto, for listening. Obviously, very important uh, for me. And I, now I look at the message, and I and he replied to my story on Pina Monte. Maybe I'll talk about him a little bit. But he writes, I think the worst thing I see about the hobby is bashing a seller for how they run their shows and whatnot. Buying, selling is a business. You choose to buy and continue buying from who you like. If you like mystery packs, go to sellers with mystery packs. If you like breaks, go to breaks. If you like sellers that charge more because you find their show more entertaining, then be then so be it. At the end of the day, if you want to continue selling, you have to make money to continue buying product that you want to sell. It's an endless circle. If you want to give bigger giveaways, that means you have to make more money in order to do that. Just my thought, and yes, I do see both points of views with people overcharging but you can choose to not buy from them Berto, excellent point in full transparency i'm going to be one of those people that sits here and talks about um i've complained in the past about mystery packs being done by folks again people make that decision uh to buy from them so you're right i will agree with you on that uh, and you know myself included i've obviously criticized people on their mystery packs so so be it uh people have their choice to make on who they or who and what they want to buy from. Uh, I also, one of the things for me, one of my frustrations in terms of selling on, I mean, I sell on whatnot too, but when I sell on whatnot, I'm a slow guy. I don't break quickly. I, I try to do the interaction thing and the content kind of development with my, with my viewers. I think that's important. Uh, if you're just breaking and just breaking cards and not talking about what you're pulling or what you're grabbing or the players that are coming out of packs, I think that's a disservice, really. Uh, you can get that same service at eBay if you want by going in and buying things. Now, one that also provides kind of a disadvantage, right? Because you don't have as many eyes on the product. So in some cases, you might sell something for way under um, value or last comps. I generally, you know, even I've been doing more hockey streams lately. So I don't have a lot of singles for soccer to do. I do have singles, but it's stuff that people may not buy. But even in soccer, you potentially have the, you could lose out where you get something where you, and I generally try to sell stuff at 68% of comps, 60 to 80, really. I want to help the collector leave them room, um, but you could potentially lose, you know, uh, I've had stuff on hockey where it goes for like a dollar and the card's like a $12 card, right? So the lack of viewership kind of uh, can hurt you. The other thing about it is, um, you know, exactly. I think Roberto makes a good point in terms of, you know, go to the sellers that you like. Um, so go to my shows always. Uh, I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, I always support. I always like the support I get from the folks in my shows, obviously. I think it's important. Um, so that's kind of my perspective on that. So I think you need to look at those situations where which seller am i most engaged with and you may be a person who doesn't give a you know doesn't doesn't care about content doesn't care about breakers doesn't care about people selling singles talking about a particular player so that's important to note so make sure you take a look at that uh, and do what you'd like um card sarah asks and she's uh excuse me not she um so i'm not even sure if it's she or if it's a man but the uh the name is card um let me get here card sarah 98 um and if you are a female i apologize uh we do need more women in the hobby uh women help obviously um question um from this individual was regarding uh investing in road to qatar um 
so road to guitar and i'm trying to remember if this question was about the donos product that came out earlier this year or if it's uh, it, i think it is actually from earlier this year so road to guitar interesting set because there's stuff in there that uh maybe at first when that came out people didn't realize what it was really for me kind of i was looking for giacomo raspadori when that released nuno mendes rookies and his first portugal kit uh, low numbered stuff obviously those are two guys that I was looking at in particular while other people were chasing other things so kind of under the radar. Uh, not that Nuno Mendes is under the radar, but uh, Raspadori, I feel like, was under the radar type of player. So um, I do think over the long term that potentially certain guys out of that set, especially the optic uh, cards uh, in terms of the parallels, the numbered stuff, the laser oranges, things of that nature, right, um, will be kind of sought after. So um I think that's a kind of a long-term type of play. I think this year we've had a saturation of products. You know, you have Tops coming out with a uh, Road to the Nations Cup, which I think is or, or the, yeah, uh, what's the name of that? that term? I keep forgetting, but I think it's that one. Road to the Nations Cup, so, or Road to the Nations Cup final, whatever the name of it is. I think it's an inundated set. You have a set that's coming out just to, I feel like Tops putting that set out just to compete with, Panini's uh, World Cup set. I really do. Um, I think it's kind of uh, un not needed. It just saturates the market a little bit. So those are the hobby rants I got. Um, my hobby rant of the week is when you try to buy cards, a few different things, right? You have, you try to buy cards and you look at comps. Um, and then again, in terms of me, I'm kind of a hypocrite. And what I mean by that I might go to a card show, and I think it was last week I went to a card show. Somebody had a Pacquiao rookie that I really wanted, um, and I think the comps – I hadn't even looked at the comps uh, when I saw the card. I said – and um, what happened was I offered the guy 55. He said, I want 95, uh, so I, like, walked away. I then looked at the comps, and the comps were only 30, 35 bucks. So uh, I was being a hypocrite by criticizing the guy. I ended up going back to him and tell him, well, comps are 30, 35. So I was over comps. He said, just go buy it on eBay then. So I probably pissed them off. And that's my apology because I'm a hypocrite. Um, I'm one of those people that I was always saying, buy you know, what you like. If you believe in a card, you'll pay over comps for it. You just will. That's how it goes. Um, I've done in the past, obviously. If you don't believe in a card, you won't pay comps, right? You'll pay under comps if you don't believe in a card. So sometimes it's good to take a little self-reflection uh, in terms of how you're handling yourself in the hobby. And that for me is a big piece of it. Kind of breaking news here because this was recorded uh, before uh, this kind of got announced. So I'm throwing this into the pod as well. Andrea Pinamonte has solidified a move over to Sassuolo. He is replacing uh, Mr. Scamaca, who went over to West Ham. I've been on, on Andrea Pinamonte for a while now. He does have uh, rookie tickets in 2019-20 uh, Chronicles. His Cracked Dice, obviously, number one. I believe Soccer Cards United has one of those. Um, and uh, there's a red ticket, your next parallel down, and then you have kind of the regular rookie ticket. So something to watch for, a card to watch for, see what it does. I do own two PSA 10s of the um, red ticket that I am holding on to. So... All right, guys, I think this is going to be this episode. I'm trying to keep it under 30 minutes or so. I think last, the first episode we went over because I would profile too many prospects. I'm going to try to keep it to three or four per week 
and kind of help you guys out. Um, and maybe we'll revisit some of those prospects as we go along. Again, follow me on Instagram at Special One Cards. Same name on whatnot. Um, please join my shows if you can. I may have something to break next week that might be a little fun, but it'll be a little bit more money. Uh, I'm probably going to do some Obsidian 2020, 2021, chasing Darwin Nunez, Fabio Vieta, Pedri, Luis Diaz, uh, so a few guys. So stay tuned for that. Send any of your hobby rants over to me. I want to read them on air, get you guys more involved in the show. And then maybe we'll do a Q&A as well. Um, and then, again, I'm going to start thinking about having some guests here, maybe in a, like a five or ten minute slot to get people involved. All right. I hope you guys have a great weekend. A lot of soccer happening this weekend. You have Syria opening up uh, and some of the other leagues. So hope you guys all are being safe. Take care. And remember, if you're not early, you're late. All right. Take care.